0: Windy out there, huh? Yeah, that's an understatement. Hey, uh, there is much damage throughout uh, the the state right now, and I don't have time to joke around about it. We need to get straight to the information at hand. Uh, just a short time ago, received an email from Rocky Mountain Power uh, letting me know that crews are working to restore the power uh, to their customers throughout the state, which, have, which has been severed uh, due to these high winds and gusts. Joining me on the line now, uh, Spencer Hall from Rocky Mountain Power. Spencer, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. Really, thank you for having me on. was it, it, just a, a really a, a historic wind event, and it really hit six of the states where we serve power. I mean, we had everything from eight inches of snow uh, in Wyoming to, to wildfires here, um, winds in excess of 112 miles per hour. Uh, so our crews are working really hard to get it back on, but as many as 2,500 individual outages um, around the state.
0: And that equates to how many customers out of service?
1: And so about 180,000 customers across Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming. um, About 170,000 of those are in Utah, mostly from about the point of the mountain up to the top of the state, um, Logan, Cache Valley, uh, Smithfield area. Uh, So pretty much all along that stretch of the Wasatch Front from the point of the mountain all the way up uh, received significant damage.
0: Uh, allow me this ignorant question. There are 2,500 outages. That equates to about 170,000 customers out of service. What, what, what's an outage, uh, and how does that uh, relate to the, the larger number?
1: Right. So if a, if a circuit goes down, so sometimes an outage can affect a whole neighborhood or, or can affect a whole city or, or things like that. So we have things affecting transmission as well as distribution um we've been working hard all year long to 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 prepare the system and to be ready for events like this but still with a with a storm like this that's carrying branches all the way around we've got lines down um really want people to be very careful and this is going to require an extended cleanup and so as you mentioned earlier uh with the weather updates this is going to hit again later tonight and so I would recommend if folks are trying to clean up the yard and everything maybe wait today there's still kind of dangerous conditions and as branches are still falling down and things I would wait until things have have gone through tonight and then tomorrow we can start with the cleanup but we want people to be prepared for an extended outage it's possible that some people might not be restored for 24 hours so this is a very this is a storm to take very seriously and it's also a time to check in on people so if you have neighbors folks that maybe have medical conditions or, or aren't as mobile, today's a good day to check in on them and make sure they're okay.
0: What's the advice on, on downed lines, uh, those that cross the street and such? Are, are, are you able to drive over them? What do people need to know about downed lines?
1: Just, just always assume that they're live and, and don't approach them and, and don't drive over them. So if you see a line down, um, find another way around, but don't drive over the lines.
0: Are, are your technicians able to be out working right now? Are crews able to be out trying to restore things? Or are uh, Rocky Mountain power crews in the similar situation as residents, where we need to just kind of wait for uh, this wind to die down uh, because more damage is yet to come?
1: They've been doing a lot of damage assessments. So they've been out uh, finding out what's going on, kind of getting a, a look at the whole system. But there are some repairs that require going up in a bucket, yeah. bringing in tree crews, things like that. And if the winds stay high, they have to stand down and so that's why some of these uh some of these repairs might take a little bit longer because the conditions have to come down a little bit before um we can get up in the bucket truck we also do a lot of our assessments with uh drones and in the high winds we're not able to fly those Mm -hmm. so um we just are asking for a lot of patience as we as we um bring out the tree crews get the linemen out there start making these repairs uh, we'll get to it, um, but this is the kind of event that requires everybody to hunker down a little bit, stay safe, stay inside. Um, with some of the street lights out, there there are dangerous uh, traffic conditions, and so today's a day to stay inside if you can.
0: Yeah. Uh, Spencer, thanks so much for the update. Uh, I am reminded uh, that the last time you and I were on the air chatting together was uh, about mid-March, the day of the earthquake, and there was an aftershock that struck right in the middle of our conversation. You and I on the air together feeling the earth shake beneath our feet. Uh, Luckily, we avoided that this time. (laughs)
1: I remember that well, and I just think you and I need to talk under better conditions.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Spencer Hall (laughs) with Rocky Mountain Power, thank you so much for the update. We'll continue to follow uh, the the progress of Rocky Mountain Power and uh, let folks know as soon as uh, electricity is up and running. And uh, Well, you'll know because the lights come on, but we'll keep an eye on the progress. We're going to shift our attention now to the Utah Transit Authority. Uh, Carl Arkey, spokesperson for UTA, joins me now. Carl, how are you?
2: I'm great, Lee. How are you? Uh,
0: I'm all right. Uh, g- give me a give me a status update. Uh, how are services right now?
2: Well, first of all, we're pulling for Spencer's crews because if they can get the power restored, then we can get tracks going again. But tracks is kind of. Uh, been in the water right now because obviously we run off of electricity with tracks and our canton areas are also having problems driving having problems with debris just like everybody else is and it's on our tracks and we have down power lines on the tracks and so uh it's just not safe conditions to operate and even if uh we could operate I, i mean we can't run until we get the electricity back and so we're rooting for for Rocky mountain power to get us back, uh, our juice so we can get the trains running again. But, uh, the good news is front runner is still operating except for the stretch between North, uh, North, uh, temple, excuse me, North temple and woods cross. Um, there's debris there've been power lines down on that stretch of track. And so we have a bus bridge in place for that. And, but the rest of front runner is running. And, um, I do need to add, though, that we're seeing half-hour to one-hour delays with front runner. So uh, people really do need to check our social media, our Twitter feed, our uh, at ride UTA app that we've got, uh, our Facebook page. And they can call our customer service line as well to find out uh, the status of a certain routes and certain uh, trains and certain buses.
0: Uh, electricity being out certainly has all the lines hindered. Have any of the, the, the train cars or buses sustained any damage, falling trees or anything like that?
2: Not that we're aware of right now, Lee. It's, it's, uh, and it's early. We may we may find out that there has been some damage once they get back into the garage. But uh, from what I, I've been able to tell, no one has uh, sent anything. Well, obviously, with the tracks trains, they're stuck out there right now. Uh, but the front-runner trains seem to be operating, no damage there. The buses... Uh, we've got hundreds of buses in the system. They're trying to do their best to improvise, and uh, if they see down power lines and there's down branches and things like that, they may have to veer off their course a little bit. Uh, but they're trying to stay on course as much as they possibly can and run the routes the way that uh, they normally do. So it's just one of those days where everybody's trying to tap dance and figure out how to get through this.
0: Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, give me give me your socials and your website again.
2: Uh, the, the website is RideUTA.com. We have a Twitter feed, and we also have an uh, uh, app, RideUTA app. So the app is at RideUTA. And between that and our Twitter feed and our website and our customer service, if anybody has any questions at all, uh, we can get an answer to them.
0: Carl Arke, UTA spokesperson. Thank you so much for the information. Best of luck to you out there. Uh, stay safe. Please pass along uh, my best wishes to, to all your operators and drivers and Uh, We look forward to to getting service back up and running. Uh, So that's the update right now from Rocky Mountain Power and UTA. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, we'll be joined by the lieutenant governor of the great state of Utah, Spencer Cox. He has been surveying the damage caused not only by the windstorms, but also by wildfire. We'll get an update on both next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to this windy episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, This is episode number 181. We're moving right through them. That's pretty good. Uh, Today, we really are focusing on the the three signs of the apocalypse that are making themselves known here today. Uh, We've got some wind. We've got some wildfire. Later on, we'll be speaking with Dr. Angela Dunn, state epidemiologist, about the pandemic that's still uh, still lurking in the corners. Uh, But right now, I want to focus on uh, two things. The wind and the fire. And joining me now is Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who's been surveying both uh, of these situations. uh, joins me now. Lieutenant Governor, sir, how are you?
3: Lee, I'm doing okay. all things considered. Uh, It's been a wild day out there. And we're uh, we're just grateful that we haven't had any major injuries that we know of yet.
0: You know what? I I had meant to to make mention of that to UTA spokesperson Carl Arkey, we spoke to just before the break uh, that they have. Uh, n- none of their drivers, no one has sustained injuries. We got no report from Spencer Hall at Rocky Mountain Power of any injuries to the crews out there. And uh, and to the best of my knowledge, uh, you know, informed by the reporters here at KSL, uh, haven't learned of any injuries as a, as a result of this. And I hope that that reality holds, and I hope that we don't later on find out uh, that, that anyone has been injured due to these falling trees. But there are things that we can do to keep ourselves uh, safe. Let's talk wind uh, first. What have you thus far uh, observed? Uh, sir, are you there?
3: There, can you hear me now, Lee? Yeah, I, I've got now, you. We're, we're we're out and about. We're uh, we're actually in Davis County right now, and and cell service has been a little choppy. I know the uh, the lines are getting overwhelmed with people's power out. Uh, people are using their cell phones a lot more. Of course, they're 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 using it for data and uh, and for talking as well. And so it's it's made things a little choppy out here. But but yeah, it's it's just been a crazy day as as we have been traveling. Um, look, surveying the damage uh, very much uh, akin to what happened in 2011, except much more extensive in scope. As uh, this extends, you know, Davis County got hit the hardest in 2011, but we're seeing it Box Elder County, Morgan County, Weber County, uh, Salt Lake County. We've just seen tremendous damage, thousands of trees, uh, cars, homes, uh, water lines that, that are getting pulled up as, as tree roots come up. It's, uh, it's been an intense day, and, and unfortunately, we're not done yet
0: the the smart to weather people the meteorologists and such they they tell me that uh, we endured some high winds uh, throughout the morning we are right now in something you know like a relative lull and that in the evening things will will pick up what can you tell me about state plans looking forward into the afternoon and evening
3: yeah so we're we're getting as much of the damage assessment done as we can right now uh, you know securing things and uh, and 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 warning people about tonight uh, again we we've we've seen a lot of the weaker trees that have been been pushed over, obviously. But as uh, as sustained winds happen and they'll continue to weaken, uh, that that could lead to another dangerous night. What we're what we're asking people to do is um, don't go out if you don't have to. Be safe, and uh, the cleanup can wait. Most of the cleanup can wait until tomorrow. That tomorrow we're going to have Utahs out by the thousands and two, out, uh, cutting, you know, chopping up trees, getting them out of the yards, and helping people. out. I'll tell you, I'm actually on Legacy uh, Legacy Parkway right now, and uh, we we've had uh, we've had 45 semis blow over, and uh, one after another tipped over on their sides. It's really crazy. We've we've never seen anything quite like this
0: drivers okay for the most part do you have an injury report on the drivers of those 45 semis?
3: Yeah we, we've had some we've had some that have been transported to the hospital some minor injuries not nothing really serious we uh, nobody's lost their life um, as far as we know um, but uh, but mo- most of them have been able to walk away
0: what can you tell us about the, the scope of state resources being deployed to, uh, to, to combat this today
3: Yeah so um, our, our our emergency preparedness folks are, uh, are, are working with all of the local emergency uh, coordinators and uh, they're, they're taking in the uh, the um, uh, just the damage reports and then we will be mobilizing bringing people together figuring out what state resources need to be used uh, you know in, in 2011 the state was able to uh, to use some of the resources uh, work closely with the National Guard um, to, to use some of their heavy equipment'll uh, we'll, we'll be talking to the National Guard and making those assessments throughout the day.
0: How about a state of emergency, the declaration of a state of emergency? I, I have never had a great understanding of what that allows or what triggers that. Is this a scenario which could trigger uh, the, the declaration of a state of emergency? Or, or maybe I've missed. Has one been declared? Uh, yeah. No.
3: One has not for this incident yet. Um, we, uh, but, but we do anticipate that that will be happening. Again, uh, we'll, we'll likely have some local declarations, and uh, those will come up to the state, and then, uh, and then we would look at a state declaration. But just from what we're seeing on the ground today, we think that that is very, very much a possibility, which uh, unlocks for us um, so, some help from our federal partners, again, some help from the, uh, the National Guard and some other things with, with cleanup efforts.
0: Now, let's shift gears for a moment. There was a a fire last night, which I uh, happened to be in Mapleton, and I saw a little bit of smoke there on a hillside, and over the course of the next hour, uh, I saw it uh, rage into uh, an inferno, filling the sky uh, with with smoke, uh, and that uh, was the Ether Hollow fire, which very luckily, uh, due to some rain in the overnight, uh, has calmed down a bit, uh, but we're still monitoring. What have you been able to observe uh, today, and what have you learned on that front?
3: Yeah, Lee, so I was on the, the fire early this morning, and uh, and I've been in touch with the mayor and our fire crews there. Um, and, you know, Mother Nature did us real solid. It, you know, it, it's crazy. On Friday, I, I was talking to my wife and, and some of her friends, and I just said, you know, the, the the conditions right now, the fire conditions are as bad as we've ever seen in Utah, and if we can just make it through this long Labor Day weekend without anybody doing something dumb and, and you know starting a major fire we'll be okay. And uh we were we were almost through Labor Day weekend. We were halfway through Monday uh yeah. when uh, when we got the notice and you you saw it that the, the way that fire blew up was incredible. Again, as remarkable as anything we've seen in the course of about an hour, it went from a spark to—you said it best—a raging inferno. And uh, with those winds coming in last night, fortunately, we were very lucky that Utah County didn't get these same downslope winds. Otherwise, we, we surely would have lost homes. In fact, as, as I was up there, uh, it burned within 25 feet of several uh, homes there along the uh, along the east bench. Uh, but because uh, at about you know about one or two in the morning when that that rain came in and and really socked in there uh the, the rain stayed uh, helped them to to uh, to knock the fire down the cold temperatures helped as well um and will be very helpful in the next couple days these cooler temperatures and uh they they feel very optimistic they lifted the evacuation order i believe as of noon people were able to go back into their homes and uh firefighters fire crews were very well they were going in uh, those hotshot crews were going in and trying to mop up, hit those hot spots, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be watching that very closely over the next couple of days. But uh, we, th- this rain was was just uh, a godsend, literally, and and uh, the, the prayers were answered there in uh, in southern Utah County.
0: All right, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, thank you for your time. Thanks for keeping an eye on this uh, and keeping us up to speed. Look forward to seeing uh, the language of and if a uh, declaration of. Uh, emergency a state of emergency is made and uh, which resources are then deployed uh, subsequently thanks again for your time stay safe thanks lee you too all righty uh we later on are going to speak at greater length about that fire which i which i witnessed just yesterday the ether hollow fire it is uh, presumed to have been started uh by target shooting yeah target shooting you know very well. From listening to this program over the past year, that I am, I'm, I'm a huge firearms enthusiast, right? Uh, not only the Second Amendment in spirit, but also as a pastime and a hobby. Uh, I the, the technology of firearms, uh, the the precision and the discipline uh, that it takes to become a, a marksman uh, and uh, a gunsmith, That all absolutely fascinates me. And, and so I am probably uh, on the airwaves today here in Utah, the one of the larger fans uh, of firearms as a hobby. Uh, and yet there are uh, some reasons why you and I, uh, as we make decisions about the upcoming weekend, when we see uh, when we see the threat of wildfire as high as it is, maybe we rethink our plans to go outside target shooting. We're going to get into the science of that and the law later on in the program. Uh, next up, we're going to shift gears, have a look at COVID and the flu next on Live Mike.